physiologically, when you're running, if you're trying to lose weight running, your body reacts in a way that is, is the fight or flight, right? If you're running, your body thinks, hey, wait a minute, are we fleeing from something, right? Physiologically. And it holds on to that body fat because it's thinking, hey, I might need this at some later date. I better conserve this. But when you're walking and burning it at a slower rate, over the long run, it'll burn off in a much healthier way than when you're running and, and your body's holding on to it. Welcome back to the Mindset Mastery podcast. Today on the show, we're talking about the therapeutic benefits of walking, both physically and mentally. Joining me behind the mic to share his story about using walking for recovery to discovering so many other benefits that walking can provide is Frank Ring. Frank has authored three books on health, fitness, mindset, and the creative benefits of walking. And his website and YouTube channel are dedicated to helping people achieve a healthy and balanced lifestyle. Frank, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. How are you going? Oh, it's going well. Thank you for having me. We are going to dive into all those different topics about the benefits of walking. But first of all, I just like to get to know you a little bit and where your love for walking really started. Okay, so it started, I'm a school teacher. I'm a father, first and foremost. My son is 20 years old. I'm a high school teacher. I'm a cross-country coach. And in high school, I was an athlete. I played baseball. I played basketball. I did run a little cross-country. And from that time forward, I kept in shape by running. I did uh, trail running. I did a, I started a virtual run around the United States. This was even pre, you know, everyone was doing it during COVID, but I started in 2000, got 2004. And I finally finished up during COVID, but I finished as a walker. And that's where the story gets interesting. So I was always a runner and I got hurt between the running, the weightlifting. I started trail running in my area, which is really hilly and rocky. And uh, this is 2015 into 2016. It, the back pain was so bad, I herniated the disc that I was out of work for four months. And at that same time, it coincided. My mom had, was sick. She had pancreatic cancer. So she was in the final stages of her life. So there's a huge connection between back pain and stress. After uh, she had passed in August, September comes, October, I'm coaching. And to tell you the truth, I, I had three epidurals to heal the back pain. And I said, I'm too afraid to do anything. Because four it was four months I was out of work, but I was in pain for like seven months. And if you've never been in pain for a long period of time, you have no idea what, how debilitating it is, both I mean, physically hurt, but also emotionally. I couldn't socialize. Even sitting at a coffee shop or going out to a restaurant was painful to sit. You know, I, I would lay on the floor, literally on my stomach, find a comfortable position. So I was finally pain-free after the epidurals. The fall comes and I'm like, oh, I better start walking. There was an incident that happened at school where my back tightened up. I wound up in the hospital, literally. The, my students had to help me onto a table. So I'm in the hospital bed. I'm like, I have to do something here. So uh, I said, cause I never want to be this helpless. Cause it, that's how I could not move. I started walking with the idea of, Hey, I'll start running after I can at least get in shape. And the thing I found was that as I'm walking, I'm like one looked forward to doing it every day. And two, while I was out there, I had so much time to think about just everything life in general, listen to podcasts, listen to audiobooks, And I said, there's something here that I'm really enjoying. And 
it was the idea of movement and thinking. We talked about the creativity that all came through. I'm like, what can I do with this thing? I've got this time and I've got these ideas. And that's where I started formulating the idea of writing books. Yeah, that's awesome. And for myself, I definitely find that if I'm walking every day, I'm more creative. I do have that time. I listen to podcasts as well. And then when I feel like I'm just too busy, I just need to get the work done and I don't have that walking time, it really all just falls apart. You know, it's so (laughs) beneficial to have that. It's like physical exercise, but it's really brain time as well as what I find fascinating. I like like that brain time. I'm going to have to use that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it, it really is. When I was a runner, One, I dreaded, they say the hardest part of a workout, even professional athletes say, is just getting started. You're home, you're comfortable. I'd come home after work, I'm comfortable on the couch, watch the TV. Oh, I got that run to do. (laughs) And all I was concerned with, all right, well, I get to this point, the turnaround point at X amount of time. So I'd get there if I was fast, oh, good. If I was slow, oh my God, what's going on? I'm too slow. And all that huffing and puffing, there was no time to, you can listen to anything. Or if you listen, if you had music in, maybe I would do that, but I would not on the streets. There was no time to think. There was too much physical strain going on that when I started walking, I looked forward to it every day. And it was the, I, I like, uh, I like doing the prep work for things. So once I got into walking was feeling good. I like looking at Google maps and like, oh, let me try this neighborhood over here. Let me drive to this park. I've never been there. And then I can walk from here. So I developed all these walking routes that I enjoy doing. So that part of it was like almost like a creative part of where I was going to do this. And then I found that if I walked in, like you talked about the podcast, I'd listen to audiobooks. any ideas I'd have, I would dictate into my phone, my notes app in, in my iPhone. And the weird thing was I'd get home and sit at my desk. I'm like, oh, what was that idea I had? And I couldn't think of it. I was like, when I'm in the office sitting down, I'm like locked up. So I have to take so many notes when I'm walking just to remind me, oh, yeah, that was a good idea. There it is. Oh, that's the thing. Why couldn't I think of that? But again, when I'm sitting, I'm locked up. I'm actually standing as we're doing this interview. I just find it more comfortable. Yeah. So what is it about walking that really helps you get those creative juices flowing and I find as well like you're saying with the running and you're so focused on just getting the job done it's like there isn't that space to be creative it has a lot to do with really like the the physiology what's going on in your body when you're exercising when you're and, and exercising not at that level of huffing and puffing but you're walking itself the motion it's like rhythmic it's almost meditative right your arms and legs are swinging they call it the cross pattern motion you're not really breathing that heavily, although you are getting a good workout. And it just lends itself to just almost being to say like mindless, like you don't have to think about it. And that by not having to think for me, not having to think about the movement, as opposed to like a boot camp. I don't know if you've ever taken one of those, like, I'm just trying to keep up with the instructor. Am I putting my hand in the right place? What am I doing here? You just, you're out there walking and that it's becomes meditative in a sense. And that's where the mindset for me just opens up to, whoa, I'm you know, in my late fifties now. I'm like, how come I never thought of that at, at any other time in my life? But now I have all this time to think and to explore not only myself, but also what I want to do and contribute to this, to the world. That's what I, where a lot of the walking books came about. I'm like, I want to give something where 
other than to my students for years, I've, I felt fulfilled doing that. I wanted to do something on a bigger scale. Yeah, that's fantastic. And you were telling me briefly before the show about one of your books, Walking Inspiration. So I'd love for you to share some of the, the monthly topics that you were telling me about in that book. Okay, so what I did with that book, it's the third book I wrote, and I wanted to cover this mindset aspect of it. And it's, it started out as a quote book. Every day there would be a quote, an inspirational quote. And when I finished it, I got all the quotes together. I'm like, ah, oh, this is not something that I would buy. Just it's nice, the quotes. I found them online. Anybody can find them online, but how can I add to it? And I said, I thought, let me bring what walking brings to me. And if I put a, a topic of the month together, I think that would be more effective. So for instance, the month of, it gets into the mindset, but to start out really not only walking, but why we do anything in life, like what's the why to that? So the January month starts at what's your why? What motivates you? So in the book, of course, it's what motivates you to get out and walk. Why do you want to do this? What comes first? Is it the reason? Do you walk to find the reason or is walking the reason why you do like knowing the reason to walk as opposed to just getting out there and doing it? So that's the first month. And then every day deals with a different quote. So you have a reason to pick up the book and look at, hey, oh, look at that quote dealing with that topic. Every month I give that what's the topic at the 15th of the month, there's like a mid-month checkpoint, just review the habit for that month. And then at the end, there's your next step. Like, what should you do? So for, for instance, for January, write down on paper or in your notes app, the four questions of that month. And that happens to be like, what happens if I don't walk? So this is a question that I actually have in the book. What happens if you don't walk? What's the consequences? Okay. What's the thing that gives you your pep in your step? Okay. A lot of walking uh, references here, you know. What are your strengths? And then what, what fires up your passion? Not only for walking, but just for whatever you do in your life. So that's an example of the January month. Then February, we get into goal setting. I listened to one of your podcasts. You had a gentleman on talking about goal setting and how important that is. And really, it boils down to like what I did, real simple. I needed two goals, a long-term and a short-term so it starts that way, goal setting, and then every quote deals with that. And it continues through the calendar year, every month doing a different topic. That's awesome. So for the physical side of things, if you are into like the really intense boot camps and you do get injured like you did, and some people might think, is walking going to be enough to maintain my physical fitness or whatever the fitness goals might be? I know you have some programs that incorporate more stuff into your walking routine. So can you share with us what some of those things you can do to add to that for more of those physical side of things? Sure, sure. Just to just build on that. I think just getting out and walking itself will get you in really good shape. You'll tone up your body. You'll tone up your lower body. You'll tone up your upper body. If you watch your diet at the same time, you'll lose weight because you're just exerting so many calories by getting out and walking. So that alone is good. It takes time, but this, I think walking is really designed for really the long term because there's such a low risk of injury. That's why I really fell in love with it because when I look back on my running logs, I was injured so many times, but not when you're in the midst of doing it all those years that I was doing it, I never really gave it a notice. It was almost like part of it. Oh, I'm hurt again. Okay. As a walker, God, I haven't gotten hurt. I twisted my ankle because I did something stupid. I stepped into a, some bushes that I shouldn't have. The physical benefits of walking, if you just add some simple 
body weight exercises while you're walking. So if you're concerned with walking is that's not enough for me, I need more. Do some push-ups, planks. You could do them right on the sidewalk at the side of the road. Lunges and squats. I have a program where it's a 30-minute routine where I take you through the 30 minutes, uh, 32 minutes is every four minutes you do a set of one of those activities. The end of that 32 minutes, you've got a great workout and the risk of injury is so minuscule. It's unbelievable, but you will definitely feel it. One of my biggest advocates about a man by the name of Robert Box, he's out in California, he's 80 years old. He started doing the workout. He bought the program, doing the workout. And he wrote me this great email about how his doctor's amazed at what great shape he's in. And he told him the doctor about my program. Now, the funny thing was Bob was doing it every day. And he sends me this email. He's like, do I have to do this every day? I'm exhausted. I'm like, no, listen to your body. You have to rest because you are exerting so much energy. So he's found a nice, happy medium and he's doing great. Every, about every four or five weeks, we exchange emails to see how we're doing. So there are so many physical benefits to walking that you will get a great workout just incorporating a few little body weight exercises that you can do at the side of the road or in the park at any time. That's awesome. Do you have a guideline for how often people should do these exercises? Like you said, listen to your body, make sure you're not overdoing it. But do you walk every day or is there a ballpark like time frame to, to aim for with your routines? During the summer, during the nicer weather, it's cold right now up here. I'm in North Jersey. It's cold. And I've been busy with school. I've been so I walk weekends and I'll try to get out one night a week. During the summer, with spring, summer and early fall, nice weather, I am out not every day, but almost every day. And when I do the body weight exercise routine, I do that every other day. If I do two days in a row of like one of those workouts, I feel it like that third day, I'm just exhausted. So just listen to your body. I'm in my late 50s and I can't do it like I when I was younger, like in my 20s. But that's okay. My weight is the same as I was. I think I've been around the same weight, definitely the six years since I've just exclusively been walking. I don't think I've varied like more than five pounds in either direction. It's a great exercise. It's not high intensity, but it'll get the job done. And as you get older, I'm not training to be an Olympic athlete. Okay. I'm just training so that I feel get up in the morning and feel very comfortable doing my normal routine and when I get out it when I in the past have gotten out of the shape I have a 20 year old son so when he was about three or four life was just insanely busy I wasn't running at the time I wasn't doing anything and in my school I'm on the first floor I'd go up to the third floor and I'd be out of breath my knees would hurt now I was a little bit overweight but I'm like wow this is eight I was much younger too so I'm like I need to do something here that's when I started running but I would, I would have been, had just as much benefit walking. Yeah, absolutely. So other than the weight maintenance, what are some of the physical benefits that you're going to notice in your body from walking? Okay. Physical benefits. One, you're, you're breathing. You're just, you'll feel in better shape that way. Cardiovascularly. Now they talk of the, if you incorporate the body weight exercises, you have the high intensity training principle where you're doing a high intensity workout for a brief period of time. Then there's the recovery, right? The walking would be the recovery that will get you in great cardiovascular shape doing that. If you just walk yourself, you'll get that same benefit. It might take a little bit longer, but it will come, it will come along. 
you incorporate a hill into it or some steps and there's the heavy breathing and you know that's one of the benefits of it your legs will tone your your midsection will tone your core i'm 58 years old now i still have a six pack abs and i really don't do a lot of the core exercises other than the planks you know what part of my program that the, the walking will keep the weight off physiologically when you're running if you're trying to lose weight running your body reacts in a way that is, is the fight or flight right if you're running your body thinks hey wait a minute are we fleeing from something right physiologically and it holds on to that body fat because it's thinking hey i might need this at some later date i better conserve this but when you're walking and burning it at a slower rate over the long run it'll burn off in a much healthier way than when you're running and, and your body's holding on to it. So over the long run, over the long run, over the long walk, we'll say it that way. But that's one of the benefits of walking. That is fascinating because I, when you know, just assumed you're running, you're burning calories at a higher rate, the yeah. weight's going to come off quicker. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've never heard that before. Yeah, yeah. The whole, the, that I was, when I saw that, I said, I've got to hold on to this piece of information because it is fascinating. But yes, yeah, the whole dealing with the whole fight or flight in your body, thinking, hey, we might not eat for a while. Are we chasing something or we're running away from something? So that's where walking burns that fat, I think, over, over the long run, because your body's not concerned with that in the physiological sense. Yeah, it's going to like eliminate that stress response mm -hmm. in the physiological. So it makes complete sense when you yeah. look at it in that way. Yeah. 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 So I look at when you're walking, you can determine like how intense you're walking just by if you can walk and have a conversation, that's a nice, easy pace. If you're walking and you're breathing heavy where conversation, if you're walking with someone and it's a little bit difficult to have it, that's you're in a nice zone there where you're, you're doing your body really good. If it's beyond where you can't talk, like running, maybe a little too, too high of a, of a pace. I was walking with a friend this summer and we went to a park, it was flat, and we start walking. Now we work together and we'll, we'll have a conversation for an hour, just time will fly by. So we're walking and we're conversation. We're about two miles in and she looks at me, she goes, can we take a break yet? I, I can't catch my breath here. So it, it, it's interesting when the walking comes along, the idea, talk about ideas and conversation just flows. Yeah, absolutely. So another topic I'd like to talk about is the idea of walking, being able to help you deal with grief or stress or any negative emotions that we might yeah. be dealing with. Yeah, that all ties into really how I got into this whole thing. So i had hurt my back. I was out of work for four months. I was in pain for about seven. Stopped doing everything because my orthopedic doctor is like, hey, you got to stop doing everything. So to get back in shape, like I said, I started walking. And this was about two months after my mom had passed away. And I had a lot of time on my hands to think and, and to get through the grief process and to not just focus on her slow decline. She had pancreatic cancer, but also her life in, in general, which was a good life. And I, all of the good stuff came back much more than the sadness and uh, of her loss. So th that helped me so much. And then all of the, we talk about ideas, but I, I said, like I said earlier, I wanted to bring this out in a uh, bigger space. How can I tell more people about this? That's when the idea of doing something online came about. I was looking to make extra money. I was looking for an online business. Like, what do you do? And it's so mysterious at times online. 
marketers that I was listening to would say, hey, if you want to promote something, your product, whatever that is, you've got to write a book. And at the time I was working on a product talking about the benefits of walking, like I'm talking about here. And it was going to be in a form of like someone would download it. I would do a number of different PowerPoint presentations of me talking about walking. And I got to the, I did this whole outline of like 27 PowerPoints, different topics, and I was going to record them. So I recorded the first one and I watched it and I'm like, I wouldn't buy this only because I'm sitting at my desk. The thing that got me hurt so much sitting along with everything else I was doing, I couldn't sit for a while. I'm like, I need to change this up. And when it, when I heard you write a book, I'm like, I've never written anything before, but I do have all these outlines. It's the start of a book. And that's where the first book walking for health and fitness came from this bigger grand project turned into another, a different form of a bigger grand project. And a lot of that, the ideas and information I put in that book came to me while I was walking, not only the research that I did from other people's experiences, but from my own experience of what worked for me when I was walking. And every chapter in that book has a, your next step, what you should do to incorporate that chapter into your walking routine in your life. Yeah, that's awesome. And you also have two audio programs as well that people can listen to while they're on their walks yeah the first one is i call it the pleasure walking program because i found like when talking about it walking was such a pleasure as compared to the running and the other stuff that i was doing so it's a 30 minute audio track that's part of the program there's a, a 78 page booklet that gives you images of just the warm-up exercises that you should do just to prepare your body to walk. Then there is some stretches, but you should never stretch your body before you do an activity. It should always gradually warm up, get into it, then stretch after the activity. So there's pictures of the stretches in there, but the main part of the program are these audio tracks, the music in the background of it. And then every so often there's me with affirmations, just talking because I, this is what I did for myself. Because I was into, into listening to affirmations and I made a track for myself and I put it on at times where, hey, I need a little boost here, you know, and I'm like, all right, if this works for me, maybe it'll work for other people. So that became the core of the pleasure walking program. And then the fitness walking program I alluded to before with it, with Bob from California, that became the half hour, 32 minute, eight set of exercise workout every four minutes. So those two programs are available on my website. That's fantastic. And we'll have links to that in the show notes at the end of this episode as well. Frank, if you want to encourage all listeners to get out and start walking and utilize all of these, these benefits that we've talked about, what is your biggest piece of advice? So I have a, a few. So we'll break it down from the physical and the emotional part. The physical part, create a routine for yourself. And what I mean by that is just have clothes that you were going to wear to walk in to work out in whether it's workout clothes like the yoga pants or the shorts or whatever you're wearing something comfortable but have it set aside so that hey i'm going out for a walk i've got time right now you don't have to think about it the less you think the better off you are so have that routine if you close uh set out check the weather so important whether it's really hot, you need to know the real feel, that's the heat and the humidity combined, because it might only be like, let's say 90 degrees, which is not bad to walk in, but if it's 90 and high humidity, it feels like 105, that's, it could be dangerous to walk in that weather. And the opposite with the cold, 
the wind chill. If I've gone out and not taken my own advice, I'll look. I'm like, oh, it's nice, 32 degrees, great. This is what I wear when it's 32. And I get out there and the wind's blowing and it's really like 18 with the wind chill. So have your clothing set out. It'll make life so much easier for you. And just such a pleasure to get out, whether you wear a fanny pack with your headphones in there, that's what I have set out. I have reflective vests. If you're walking at night, reflective vest, flashlight, be seen, be safe. And then just get out the door, start slowly. If you're new to walking, we all get up and we walk around, you know, no matter what kind of shape you're in. So just start slow. Do what you're comfortable with doing. Think of this not as you're, you're not going to get in shape in one week or two weeks or two months, but think of this as a long-term lifetime plan to be more fit and be more physical. It will come along and a year from now, you'll thank yourself for starting. And uh, some advice for when you're walking, I have an acronym. It's on my website. It's called STEPS. And the S, first S stands for shorter, quicker strides. You don't want to overstride when you walk. T stands for the toes propel, propel you forward. So feel that push off of your back foot as you're walking. E, engage your core and glutes. Okay. Keep that core nice and tight. Over time, you'll start to see your midsection develop and get, and get stronger and, and feel more feel to, it's a nice feeling p for posture you want to stand up straight and s for swing your arms quickly your legs will follow your arms so if you want to pick up speed a little bit just swing your arms a little bit faster so that's the advice for the physical part now the emotional part of it and this goes back to the book set a fitness goal for yourself it might be i want to be able to walk for a half hour straight if you can't walk for a half hour straight now don't do that the first day start 10 minutes or break it up, do 10 minutes in the morning, do 10 minutes at lunchtime, 10 minutes in the evening, you get the same health benefits, okay? But have a goal in mind. I think that's good for workouts. That's good for anything in, that you do in your life. And then when you're out there walking, there are so many options. The last thing I do when I'm walking is actually talk to people on the phone. Even though we're busy and there's always something to do, I like my, that's my time. That's my mindset time. Either I'm quiet and listen to the voices in my head, <laughs> Or I listen to personal development tapes, I'll listen to audiobooks. I'll listen to music. But really that time walking is my, we talked about the creativity, my creativity time. I have my notes app, I open that up and I just talk into that and any ideas that come about. One of the great things that I've done, if you have something going on in your life, you have a problem in your life, you need a solution to. I've done this so many times, it's amazing how it works, but I'll just open before I start walking. All right. I want to work on this problem. But as I walk, I don't work on that problem. I don't think about that problem. I just go with the flow. It's amazing how many times I'll be within sight of my house coming back and I'll, that solution or that idea to help me along the way just like pops up. It just appears. It's the wildest thing. I, I can't explain it, uh, but it's something that works for me all the time. Just set the intention, let it go. And you'll be amazed at how often it just will show up at some point during your walk. Yeah. And the brain is such an amazing thing. You know, you give it a question, you give it a problem, and it's going to be working on that in the background. And I think having okay. that time for yourself, just to not focus on anything in particular, just like you said, enjoying the walk, it gives your brain almost that downtime where it can do that behind the scenes work rather than pushing through and sitting at the desk and trying to nut out the problem. I think stepping away from it can almost be a, a much better solution than trying to force it out. 
Yeah, yeah. It's almost like less is more. The less you think about it, it just like it just formulates back there and then boom, it, it pops up. It's amazing how it happens. I know I've done research at exercise lights up the hippocampus and it stimulates imagination and it encourages thoughts of future plans. And that's definitely what happens when you're walking. It just it, it is amazing if you're out there, some, someone in your audience is stuck with something, go out for a, a casual walk and telling you you'll light up with how many ideas you'll come up with. Absolutely. Frank, it has been so good to talk with you today. If you could leave us with one main takeaway that you'd like listeners to take away from this episode, what would that be? The takeaway, the takeaway will be it. Walking is so deceptively simple that I think many people don't think it of it as a real ex- exercise in the, in that exercise sense of the jumping around the sweating, I've got to burn all of this off. It is so simple, but it is so benefit. There's so many benefits to it that the benefits might come a little slowly, but like I said, I was hurt so many times doing the other thing that in, in, in a sense, it all balanced out with how you think you're doing it for your physical benefit and it does help. But in the long run, the emotional benefits you get from it are so much greater than the physical benefit. That is a fantastic takeaway. Frank, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been a pleasure. Okay, Rachel, thank you so much. I have a gift for your listeners at my website, walkingforhealthandfitness.com slash mindset mastery gift. That's all one word. I have a PDF. It's 20 inspirational quotes and how inspirational quotes can help change your life. Anyone who wants from your audience wants to go onto the website and get that. I think they'll find that uplifting. That is awesome. And there will be a link as well for that in the show notes below. So go and check that out. And Frank, thanks again for joining us. Oh, you're welcome, Rachel. Thank you. If you'd like to find out more about Frank and download that free gift, head down to the show notes below. Now, I don't know about you, but I feel really pumped to get out for a walk. If you've been enjoying the show, please take a moment to leave us a review on your favorite podcast app so more people like you can join us on this journey towards mindset mastery. Join us over on Instagram at the Mindset Mastery Podcast for more conversations and content there. I can't wait for you to join our community. Until next time, remember, we are only limited by what we believe we are limited.